block slinging amethyst rocks, drinking 40s of Mother Earth's private nectar stock, dodging cops, cause 5-0 be the 666, and I need to fix it at purple rain, the type of shit that drives membranes insane, oh yeah, I'm in the fast lane, snorting candy yams, that free my body and soul and send me like Shazam, never question who I am, God knows, and I know God personally, in fact, he lets me call him me, yeah, I'm serious, B, don't go niggas plotted shit lovely but the feds is also plotting me they're trying to imprison my astrology put our stars behind bars our stars in stripes using blood splattered banners as nationalist kites but i control the wind that's why they call it the hawk i am horus son of isis son of osiris worshiped as jesus resurrected like lazarus but you can call me lazy lazy yeah i'm lazy because i'd rather sit and build than work a plow field worshiping a daily yield of cash green crops. Stealing us was the smartest thing they ever did. Too bad they don't teach the truth to their kids. Our influence on them is the reflection they see when they look into their menstrual mirror and talk about their culture. Their existence is that of a schizophrenic vulture. Yeah, there's no repentance. They are bound to live an infinite consecutive executive life sentence. So what are you bound to live, nigga? So while you're out there serving the time and be, I'll be in sync with the sun while you run from the moon. Life of the womb reflected by guns. Worship of moons, I am the sun and we are public enemies number one. One, 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 one. Welcome, everybody. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry, where we talk about movies with poetry, poets, or performances that need to be reviewed. I'm here with my co-host, Marvin and Auntie Vice. What up? And we got here a returning guest to the podcast. I like to give you David. And yes, Damola. Hello to everybody. Hello to all my children out there. I am your new father. (laughs) I always get this question, question. David. So, do we say Lorette Damola? Well, my my poetry name is And Yes. I try to keep it that way. I know. But um, yeah, it is Lorette Damola as the the last name. So, we should go Lorette Damola, not just Damola. I mean, I would prefer to go with Andy S just because I'm not trying to put my name out there. Like okay, that, we're going to ignite your government. Yeah. Yeah. It's Andy yes, for all you people out there. Andy yes, Andy yes. Keep it kayfabe. We're doing pro wrestling right now. Yes. Well, yeah, we are in pro wrestling mode. And today we are talking about 1998's film Slam featuring Saul Williams, Sonia Song, and a slew of slam poets on this. I mean, this this is ridiculous. <laughs> the list itself, I know a majority of them are from um, the Nurekan um, group, the Nurekan Cafe. So we had Taylor Molly, we had Bob Holman, we had DJ Renegade. We also mm-hmm. had Lisa Jesse Peterson that was there. And I also found out this information here. Marion Barry played the judge. 
Mary, knew that really? face looked familiar. Okay. <laughs> really? I knew that yes. face looked familiar. Mary, Marion Barry played the judge on oh, that yeah. on that thing. That oh, was the actual God. mayor. Of, and it was actually done in Washington, D.C. It actually wow. was done in Washington. Oh, that's super cool. The, the, the actual neighborhood is called um, Knox Hill. Oh. So this movie actually was all done in Washington D.C. It won several awards, including the grant the grand jury prize over at Sundance um, Film Fest, and also won the um, audience um, audience award over at the con. Yeah. Um, so this well, movie, also Sonia herself won some awards. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, oh, so, oh, they and that's another thing. They both screen wrote it. Sonia and also um, Saul screen wrote the play. Um, screen wrote this whole thing. It was directed by Marvin Levitt. I mean, um, Mark Levitt, but it was actually screen written by those two together. And they actually won awards for it too. So yeah, it was a. This was actually a big jump for Saul Williams' career beyond just what he did into the slam poetry section. So this one actually put a lot of. His first movie? This was his first movie being, yeah, okay. from a movie. And then everything else has been also Broadway. But yeah. So yeah. let's make some so um, comments on it. Go, let's go with you, David, since you're... Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> from from a cinematography side, like it was made in 1999 or 1998. 1998. Excuse me. Yeah. And it is shot like a late 80s, if not early 90s <laughs> film with like at points like with like the the shot that that stands out in my mind is uh when he's in the the prison basketball yard and he's doing the whole speech about uh or the poem amethyst about rock. amethyst rock yeah mm-hmm. and the camera slowly like a tight pan like goes around circling it. around him with all the people who've gathered around because that's totally what would happen <laughs> in real life uh people would just gather around and be in awe and like that was so like such an early 90s shot that sticks out in my mind is like very very grittily shot, but um, it reminded me a lot of of Oz. Oh yes. Has anyone yes. here seen Oz? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and uh, I found out that Oz was filmed in like 1997. So I'm yeah. wondering if there's some tie over between the two. Hmm. Um, but Sandra Stone was on The Wire. They yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 She was. Yeah. And also, she acts oh. circles around anyone else in that film. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like it shows that they use spoken word poets. <laughs> and I don't mean that to like to like it's not anybody. a bad thing, but you can tell it's but not, not a forte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Marvin? I dug the movie. Like they're like I like the messaging of it, but like David said, you can definitely tell this is a movie that's a product of its time, which again is not a bad thing, but man, a lot of it just was the 90s i felt like i got pushed back into the 90s as an eight-year-old watching this recovering from that that hurt me marvin that hurt hey me. hey hey you want to know hurt i just recently saw some little video on the internet and they're like some guy's gone here let me show you my ad while he's getting carded to buy alcohol and the clerk's going oh no 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 i see the one on one. your birth year yeah he's like what do you mean yeah your birth year has a one so i know you're 21 at wow. least 21 and it's yeah. like, wow that hit me really hard yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring the mic a little closer to you on device right here there oh yeah oh. <laughs> big white ball in my mouth <laughs> um. <laughs> what do you think about the movie it's all right 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, I love now this you know part. She's lying. She, her, vo- her voice Going went a little forward. high. You know Going she's lying. Going no, <laughs> I liked the poetry. Right? I thought the poetry yeah. is good. Um, I would have liked it to show a wider variety of slam poetry mm-hmm. because this was all. If you pulled up button poetry, you could see a hundred different versions of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was probably innovative at the time. Um, right. I, I just, you know, and the, the, the poetry pieces themselves were good. Uh, a lot of it felt like the poverty porn stuff that's out there. Like, especially, God, the first 15 minutes of like, <laughs> let's establish how poor these people are and how much it sucks to live in the inner city and how there's no hope except through the written word and now we're gonna stand and deliver and and thank god it wasn't a white woman writing in prison um because if the sandra soam part would have been paid by a white woman i would have had to walk out like yes yeah what are you gonna say anius no, just uh uh, when you said stand and deliver like specifically that movie it, it feels like this the the first 15 minutes before he goes to prison is like uh, uh shot kind of like rocky the first okay. rocky film i got that uh, vibe out of it strongly and then when he goes to prison it just flips hard into like stand to deliver mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> really i agree. Like, uh, I, uh, I can't remember right. his name but yeah yeah uh, 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 james almost uh, yeah james almost yeah yeah almost yeah. yeah okay when they went to the school and stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah. and it becomes yeah. just like a, a classroom, like, come on, kids, how do I reach these kids? You know, kind of a... Yeah. These poor, underserved, underserved. underprivileged kids, and I'm going to use my experience to hold them up. Still, trust me, I know Diamond Fields was in that movie. I was like, he's not Mexican. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like and, it well. And, like, you brought up this other part of it with... Um, it, it's mainly about featuring poetry, and when I was, I was watching it, and I swear to God, it made me think of the old Rodney Dangerfield movies in a whole other way. Because, like, you watch, like, Back to School, school with Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. And it's all about blah, 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 blah. Here's the next bit from his stand-up routine that we've worked into the script. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Here's the next bit from his stand-up routine that we worked into the script. And it's that's kind of how the plot works in this. It's just kind of like, things happen. Here's a poem. Mm-hmm. things happen here's a cool poem moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. not it's not poorly done but like the story is just very like they it, it, definitely were trying to focus very hard on the written their written word as being like that gateway out of everything they mm-hmm. definitely did try to focus on that a lot yeah yeah i it you know what I ain't gonna lie, this movie kind of strained on me because it felt I okay. This movie felt like how Dead Poet Society was <laughs> needy and needed to go film and then everything else to be sprinkled in. It was yeah. going that way in so many areas. And where Dead Poet Society was telling about a bunch of kids who go to this, you know, this board school and then poetry gets thrown in just a little bit, they were doing the somewhat the same thing with with um Saul being thrown into jail and poetry maybe being his way out in yeah. some cases. And it wasn't until he actually got out that he actually did more po that more poetry came around to him. But when he was in, he wasn't like he only did one poem and then she's like, Oh my gosh, you're a good poet. You should try to do this thing. When I get out, you know, it's like <laughs> well, I'm in here. In my I just couldn't get over he goes to half a class on her last day. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. they connect so much that they yeah. have this relationship outside and he decides to pursue her and take a bus across DC. I have taken buses in DC <laughs> and it's a fucking long ass ride. <laughs> and like you you cannot work at a prison and just start having relations with the people who you yeah. work with at the prison. Like she would not get rehired. <laughs> well, I mean, they set, they had to set it up so that the program was ended and she wasn't yeah. going back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, like because I was going to say, like as I come to understand it, like with a lot of prisons, they have some like pretty strict rules mm-hmm. about you. Being able, to, yeah, like you can't even bring in certain foods apparently or wear certain yeah. clothing color because like yeah. it gives off the sense like well then that inmate could easily hide with you yeah. or some shit like that if you wear the same color like sure some <laughs> yeah yeah but on that realism aspect the thing that i did love and appreciate is how real the courtroom scene was with mary and barry as it turns mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. and it was like there's not you know the lawyer standing up and walking into the aisle because that would only get you tackled by the bailiff like mm-hmm. you stay out of that aisle <laughs> yeah. but um you know, he's just sitting at a desk. It's very just like, we're probably going to give you two to three years. Here's the rest of your life. <laughs> Basically. I, I, I really, and it also made it also, you know, familiar when they were saying about, if you go to court, then mm-hmm. you may get more. Yeah. So you might as well take the guilty plea. And unfortunately, as we find out later, as you, as you find out later on, when you read up, that a lot of people had it, took that. And the guilty plea actually, you actually would have got better off if you actually went to court. But unfortunately, yeah. a lot of black people had to go got guilty pleas, and mm-hmm. that was ridiculous. Yeah. But what also I also found out some information what cracked me up was mm-hmm. okay. So you know the you know the gentleman um, when he went to the when he went into his cell and he was basically freestyling with that guy Bay, the yeah. the rapper. Yeah. yeah. So his real name is um Mamu Ma. Mo Molu Stewart. He actually was incarcerated a year before the movie came out. Wow. Oh wow. shit. That's really cool. And, and he's been incarcerated for 22 years. He just got he got out in 2019. And they gave him a job. That's hell yeah. No, but I'm saying no, he he so he wasn't so before the movie came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't he didn't he, did, he was he he was not he's not arrested yet, but he got um he got um arrested um like Three months after the movie was done. Oh, oh damn. And before the movie came out, he was incarcerated at 17. Oh, damn. Uh, wow. For murder. That's crazy. That and he was murder? for murder. And he was supposed to get a life sentence. Wow. And he actually wow. um, got out under a new rule that came out in D.C. In D.C. So he actually <laughs> went to that prison in D.C. <laughs> and he was writing letters and notes to... Um, so Kim Kardashian helped him out, get out. Kim oh. sponsored him and also Saul Williams and some other people. And also the yeah. law kicked in and he was able to get out, out of his life sentence at 39. Oh, so he's been God. there for 22 years. So was it like one of those things where he was he didn't actually do it, but he was put in? Or was it like... No, he did it. <laughs> it's about incarcerating people under 18 for a life sentence. Yes. Okay. Quite yes. a few places have reversed that you can't do yeah. a life sentence if yeah. you're under 18. Yeah. That's, that's wow. So it was just funny, and he said he never he didn't see it till now. Yeah, the movie with him and saw he he knew about it, but he didn't see he wasn't able to see the movie because he was incarcerated before yeah. the movie came out. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, he said it was yeah. pretty cool seeing them both go at it, but yeah, yeah. that freestyle and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> what was even more funnier 
is Sonia got arrested for possession of cocaine in North Carolina in 2019. Yeah, I know. It's, it's got like a slew of things going on here. What the heck? She worked on The Wire and this, and she got yes. arrested for cocaine? Like. You know, the funny thing, she also worked in it the movie. It was a prop. She was just carrying a prop. That's all <laughs> That's it was. It. That's the one. She worked. She was also in that movie Utopia. She played the. She played oh, the. That's fr- right. She played the federal agent uh, in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Utopia so. was hella good. <laughs> I'll put a plug in it for Utopia. Okay. Yeah. Dark, please. dark, dark, but it was mm-hmm. hella good. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's... No poetry. <laughs> no poetry. <laughs> so what? So one of the poems that they kept on pushing on the movie was Amethyst Rock. Mm-hmm. So. I have the poem right here, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'll put it in later and stuff. I don't have to. But the part that he came all the way up to when he got the public enemy number one, 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 one. He didn't finish it off. He walked away. It's supposed to be, he's supposed to finish it off with that seven. I'll be out on the block, hustling culture, slinging amethyst rock. Hmm. So. I told I told that to um, Vice when she when we we heard it. Basically, he ended it off with just one one one. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the ending of the movie itself. It's like, yeah, how does this finish? No <laughs> and I think what killed me was the fact that all the guys were coming to, to fight each other, and he became like Michael Jackson and beat it and walked right in the middle of it and did a move. And said the poem, and next thing the guys are all confused. Like I don't, I don't know what I was supposed to be doing now. <laughs> That's such an apt comparison because it feels like that level of acting where it's just Michael Jackson. Who's Michael Jackson playing? Michael Jackson. <laughs> I mean, he came out of nowhere and there's like just did this poem, and everyone's looking like, what the heck's going off? And next thing you know, he walks away, and everyone's confused, and they just walk away from each other like they didn't know what the heck they were, were supposed to be doing. It's yeah. like, I, I thought y'all would be fighting, because y'all been rallying at each other for a while, but okay, now y'all don't remember? Okay. Yeah, like for 15 minutes screen time, they've been talking about stabbing each other. All of a sudden, the, the one guy they're targeting, have their they have their eyes on, like just yeah. spits out like this crazy line, and they're like, Maybe we shouldn't kill him after all. <laughs> that was just some pure gospel That's right deep. there. Let's reflect ourselves and think about that. Let, let, let's, uh, for, let's forget yeah. the prison politics for a second here, guys. <laughs> Someone just spit some real truth out there. We got to stop. <laughs> so uh, another thing that tripped me out was um, Bo Sia. Bo Sia is actually, he was the Asian, he was the Asian character. Uh, well, character, mm-hmm. not character. He was Jimmy Wang. He's my right. second favorite part of this movie. Yes, he's actually is a, he actually is a po- he actually is a slam poet. Okay, yes, that answers poet. a lot of questions. But I, I know I know he didn't say the poems, but it was crazy hearing him screaming like up his lung, motherfucker, and all this stuff. So we got a rapper here. We got a rapper here. I'm not and, supposed to fucking be here. <laughs> I mean, we like a million know poets times. who would who if you were on a bus like that, they would be pulling the same shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a few we know, but I think yeah. I, I think how the weirdest karma out of it all was he thought he got out, and the guys the guards took him away and said, "Remember you spit on me? What what what?" what? And they took him to another room and beat the crap out of him. I was like, "Dang!" Yeah, and I, is that the last time you see him in the movie? That's the last time you see yeah, him. Yeah, in the yeah. Movie? <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's that. It, it his part broke me out of the reality of the movie so hard because really? it was so oh, hardcore, it was yeah. so funny 
just like it was so over the top over the top a hundred percent i i'm not even supposed to fucking be here (laughs) (laughs) and like he just keeps repeating it i couldn't help it i started laughing it's like my name's jimmy wang that's ridiculous man (laughs) and they never talk about like why he's not supposed to be there like what his backstory is nothing he's just there i love shit kicked out of him that's it what's up what i love is the moment that oh oh, my bad on to me go ahead go ahead go ahead no, what I love is his sense of self-preservation is not there. Like, the moment the bus stops, they put him into the prison. And, like, they're in jail. Like, and he's surrounded, surrounded by people he's pissing off. But he's still going off on everybody and everything. Like, man, this self-preservation was not there. The biological need to shut the fuck up and protect yourself was not there. Where is it? It, it was killing me because he's going, I'm Jimmy Wang. I'm Jimmy If you know anything about how dc is set up an asian last name ain't gonna carry a lot of weight in DC <laughs> here at the time i'm sorry like there's not a lot of there's just not a lot of asian influence in dc at that period so it'd be i was like really like i can see a white guy screaming it or you know some you know ledge aid and then they'd be throwing out their senator's name or whatever but i'm going He's just screaming like people are going to know his name. I'm like, you're in D.C., motherfucker. This ain't going to work. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, yeah, the, so the movie, yeah, the movie was actually done in Washington, D.C. Um, Mark Levin um, directed it. Mark Levin also did, um, <laughs> he's done some documentaries, and he's also done some movies like movie White Boys. Mm. He's done that one where one, a white boy actually tries to be a rapper. Uh, I remember a- that. Oh my god! <laughs> Which one was that? Oh my god! What's uh, wrong with um Danny Hort? Um, it has a few. It's a few others. It was back in it was back in two thousand. I think it was ten. Or White something. rappers out of Iowa. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 I remember. Oh, it. I remember fine. it. Yeah. Oh man. And so he did that movie. He did a few others. He did. He'd been doing a lot of. He did a lot of black movies. Um, directed a lot of black movies, which I'm, I'm not surprised, but. It's just funny how he's he's always been into the urban area, but he's also done one documentary about President Clinton. So and about that wasn't um, the War Room, was it? No, it was the War Room. It was a him with um he did a, a documentary on President Clinton with um Robert Downey Jr. and so and all the lunacy between those two associated, and it was like okay, that's a interesting peril, <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, so in the in the movie, so they had a lot of. Um, I think they had a lot of good moments. They like 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 Auntie Vice said, there wasn't a lot of poetry, yeah. and when they did show the poetry, it was very br- it was very brief. Mm-hmm. It like they went to a poetry well, slam. It's slam. So nothing's yeah. going to be more than three minutes. Yeah. No, but they didn't even show three minutes. They showed like a 10 second <laughs> clip. They show, so they had a lot. So when they went to the actual slam, there was actually a bunch of actual um, poets that I, I knew on there. Yeah. There was D, there was DJ Renegade. There was Taylor Molly. There was Bob Holcomb, who was the D, who was the MC of the thing. There was a woman named Je, um, Lisa Jesse Peterson. She did the ice cream poem. I mm. mean, it was it was. It was good, but it was also the fact of they didn't show enough. Yeah. And I'm like I said before, this is I hate to say it's like a dead post society movie, but it it's it's 
it's only giving you the breath of like a breath of what slam poetry is about. And yes, I'm glad that he did two poems on the movie. He did Amethyst Rock and did that movie time and another poem time, which were very good. But I think, I think um, Sonya did one too. I forgot which one she did. She did, she did a longer one about the... him. Yeah. 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 You were, you were out of the room at the moment. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think she did. She actually got a full poem out. Of field, no, she did a, right. a full poem. Yeah, it's not yeah, like a full were, thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So got out on a commercial break and didn't make it back <laughs> in before she finished. Uh, I just looked this up. Love Jones, unbelievably to me, was made a whole year before this movie. Mm. Which Love Jones, if you don't know, yes. it, it's another poet movie that we're we're going to do that one. We're going to do that one yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> I won't spoil it then. Um, it sure is a movie, though. <laughs> it happens. And, <laughs> but um, I can't believe because, like, Love Jones is is so, like, I put it in, like, 2002 with how right. it was shot and how it was produced and everything. Oh, okay. And, uh, I, I was like, oh, no, this is a whole year behind this. I just random note. That popped into my head. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know ninety-seven. I, I know this was an. In, I think it was. It was an independent film, but it actually became a actual full film because they went to Trimark, mm. and I was like, I was like, I know Trimark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like the new canon. It's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. Where are those movies coming from? Canon. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. So, had anyone seen this movie before? No, this is my first time. Nope. No. Okay. So yeah, same here. I just watched it like three, four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, man. I, I looked on, I was like, okay, $3.99 or watch Tubi with commercials. I'll watch Tubi with commercials. Oh my god. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I watched it with commercials, and those commercials are so awkward. <laughs> Yes, Are it's they? like in the middle of a rant, and like suddenly it cuts to you know whatever Kinko's doing this or that, and I'm like, y'all didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, ours right after a sex scene, it was all on this. Let's do workout video. Like, <laughs> Definitely. Oh yeah. Did and you like the insurance. bodies you saw? Get the body. <laughs> well, and insure it then. Insure. Yeah. <laughs> But I do love how like Saul Williams definitely is naked in a strong portion of this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like showing off all the the musculature and such. They actually uh, show penis, which I'm shocked. Yeah, actually, Hollywood never shows penis. How did I miss that? <laughs> like I, in the 90s. I'm going to have in to in the go 90s. No, yeah, I, he strips down it. when he's, he's um, strip. Yeah, he's when he's at yeah, the prison. Yeah, right. inspection. And he turns around, you see his cheeks and you see yes. a little bit of dangle. He turns around, camera cuts, and there it is. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. saw him turn around. I did. I somehow totally managed to miss dick. <laughs> you know how hard it is for me to miss dick on somebody who's that fine. I was about to mention. It's like I'm surprised you of all people. Right well, out of the out of the four of us sitting. Yeah, there, it was the one who it did. I like I registered. He had a fine ass. And I saw him turn around. Yeah. I did not register. It's like two cuts after that. You see. Yeah, it, it was it was very brief. It was very yeah. Brief. They came about. It, even it, I was it's not like down. a a David Bowie labyrinth where they zoom in on his crotch for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sitting here with the TV. I'm going. I'm going to have to look up that real quick. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a Fight Club moment where it just kind of showed up a brief second. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bird mo moment. Mm. So here's your clothes. Like it was like oh, it's a strip. But but I think what the messed up part was that they and a, there was a lot of facial shots in this movie, a lot of facial shots. I mean, like when he when he said, 
when he came, when he was getting out and he said, hey man, where's my shirt? And they had to like, right on, yo man, where's my shirt? It got lost. Yeah. <laughs> here's no, here's the shirt. It's like, oh, what the hell? It's like, oh. See, even, yeah, even the, Sometimes yeah. there's establishing shots are missing. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. They had some weird zoom-ins on this. Oh, movie. yeah. Like, it was just like, like I said, complete product of its time. And I was like, man. Yeah. I don't know how so this. Many French films at the time, too. Like, they're like, ooh, we'll get creative with some French cinema and have these long kind of silent shots as they're just, things are passing in the background and kind of blurry. And <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. School nerds. I think this movie could have used a little more of that. Because <laughs> it just felt very like just push the plot, push the plot. Yeah, but no, yeah. they had those they had those montage moments that they do in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, stuff, where right. there's a bunch of blurriness, and you're like, what the heck is that for? <laughs> and they granulate the whole yeah. thoughts and everything. It was like, oh man, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Was there like, are a lot of things I miss about the 90s. So like, that was not one of those moments. <laughs> like charm moment. I'm like, what the heck is the point here? Shh. Guys playing basketball. Automatic filters they could put on the filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. the oh, so that's like where my Instagram, Instagram filter came from. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So so the, what what the po- so with the poetry? Let's 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 talk about the poetry. So with the poems you did here, what do you think about that? And also the poets that you found out about? Because I told I had to tell on device like that. That's Taylor Miley. He's over at New, um, New Orican um, Poets. They're like, oh shoot, really? He's like, yeah. So I see that he got a lot of his friend, a lot of his friend or teammates involved in the project. But what do y'all think about the the poetry that was shown in this movie? I mean, I kind of agree with what Auntie Vice already talked about. It's Given the context of like button poetry and write bloody and write about now and all this content that you could see on YouTube that is very inspired by this area era. And you could tell because a lot of the presentations the same and a lot of the, the tropes, like this is in a time where those tropes that we know as poets were developed. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I feel like it's not fair to be like, oh, you could just watch this on button poetry, but at the same okay. time, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And, you know, um, that ice cream poem. I, <laughs> I sat there and I was representative, like, representative, yeah. Yeah, like it is every erotic poem I have ever heard. <laughs> Confession, really? I mean, okay, almost every erotic <laughs> poem I've ever heard, yourself excluded, because I mean that's a wonderful. I poem. will take exception with that one. I want <laughs> yeah. to not to have no, a food that's poem. fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. And we already called uh, Sharon out on the last episode about that. So <laughs> no, you did. You called me out on the strawberry and banana poem. Yeah. Interracial yeah. love. Conf- hey, it's not interracial. It's inter. Auntie Vice, <laughs> throw in your two cents. Please help me out here. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, save us. No, I mean, <laughs> it is like, I was in New York, I was teaching at the time, and I was using uh, stuff published out of the New Yorker in, in my Gov 101 class. Nice. It was They were writing about political issues, and it was a way to get my kids to connect with it. So it really is representative of what was coming out of it mm-hmm. um, and a way to to talk about those issues. I think that's been the problem with Slam, though, is it's kind of gotten stuck there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much with the, both the presentation of it, um, you know, where people now make, if you talk kind of like this, then you are going to do a Slam poem. Oh, yeah. and, you know, that whole 
rhythm and and you know the, the way you yeah the cadence and everything comes with it um it wasn't as cliched at that time so i'll give them that like and along with the themes like at the time i think it was pretty fairly representative of what was going around where people were finding their voice there but i think there's been a lot of people who've gotten stuck at that point and want to go back to that point and recapture that um as they're coming into slam because it's been romanticized um and, and it's the easy access point. And, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Which makes sense of for easy access points of if you're teaching in prison, sure. Why not? Right? Um, you have a lot of people who haven't finished high school who aren't as, you know, exposed to the various poetry aspects and stuff. So it and that's one thing about slam and a lot of the free verse now is it is easy access for people to come into poetry. It's not like you're yeah. trying to read Wordsworth or Longfellow yeah. or anything like that and well, connect. And that's the thing is like, I, I will never forget. I was hosting a, um, an open mic over at oblivion comics and coffee with um, empire arts collective. And these two kids, they're 13 and 14 come in and they do this two person piece that blows my freaking mind. I mean, I'm like, this would get tens on I don't care what stage you're on and they do a couple of these over the over the weeks you know that I'm hosting and I go who taught you like who how did you learn all this and they go we just watch button poetry (laughs) I'm like holy (laughs) you know like oh my god (laughs) there's the formula there's the formula yeah Marvin, you did say one time that that you didn't you did do you did learn some stuff from Bud Poetry. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. It's just like, agree. I agree wholeheartedly with what Dave and and Nanti Vice said. Like it's just with how accessible things have become with the internet. You are if you're able to search for it and find it, you pretty much get everything you want from that. And with this movie, it definitely is probably was innovative for its time with what it had to say. Now, 20 years later, it's nothing we in this group haven't heard already. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, it's, I mean, it'd be innovative for the group who invaded DC this week, but I mean, that's a whole other <laughs> well, thing. Yeah. I mean, any, I like, real risky. You know, the electric watched, light bulb would be innovative to the DC. Yeah. Wow. You know what the funny thing was? I literally watched this last night, too. Uh, after everything happened, and I'm just, this is really surreal for me right now for them to talk about this specific era of dc and then just to hear about dc a few hours earlier and not want to work and just listen to the news or listen to c-span and all that Uh, well there's one one thing that that i couldn't get my mind wrapped around after he left the slam what was the whole point of him going to the washington monument I you mean con- the end of the movie? The yeah. thrilling yeah. conclusion yeah, of this like movie? He's praying to a giant white phallus before he goes <laughs> to the court. I mean, someone's got to Honestly, <laughs> it, it reeks of just someone went, that's a landmark. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, they we showed afford- it. <laughs> we couldn't afford a crane shot of the city, so we got to just get him to walk to the monument. <laughs> I mean, they showed it twice. They showed it once when he was in the car, going when the tr- in the van, going to the jail, and then they showed him again when he ran to it. And I was like, what was the whole point of him well, going to the he, Washington Monument. He doesn't remark on it. Like I remember in the drive, it feels like just like a cut to just B-roll. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, like, this is how we'll establish it's DC. People will get this. Yeah, yeah. I thought they, suddenly it's a focal point. I, I thought they established it by just showing all the capital and everything over around. It's like, okay, well, we're in DC. I mean, it didn't really need, and then, I mean, the prison I knew was far away, but still. Uh, so, so that was one thing that caught my attention. And also, another one was Jimmy's poem, Why? Mm. The mm. whole, the, or, or that John? The John's poem about why and just his whole explanation of him giving the story about him being young and going to this going to this um pool hall and he had a gun he already he already purchased the gun from somebody and he got in a little argument with these people got in a fight and came down to shooting these three guys and got him in prison and him just basically trying to figure out why did I do that I mean that right there. Um, and and you know he did he did kind of he kind of did it in a nursery rhyme form you know like like wolf rappers back in those days and stuff in, in the 80s and stuff but it was pretty riveting going okay yeah that's a that's a storyteller style he he did the little storyteller poem uh, or rap style about why he killed why why he killed three guys so let that I go. mean like I don't know about everyone else here I think a few of you at least have but like I've worked in prisons before teaching poetry. Mm-hmm. And like that's kind of what you get is yeah, people okay. who just tell their basic story. Mm-hmm. You know, I never I, I think that was a portrayal of a very good version of how that class goes. Really? Okay. <laughs> because yeah, that was, like Yeah. Like that was these these guys have been in that class for a while um <laughs> and are committed to it. And there haven't been too many lockdowns interrupting the um the the class time. Yeah, that's the problem here in California is like you'll get into the classes, but so many times you go on lockdown, so you miss like half of it, you know, you can't leave your goddamn cell. So, yeah, it was a very idealized version of what would happen in a class like that. Mm. Like, that's how I pictured day one. Like, oh, yeah, this is totally gonna go, and like they're gonna love it, and we're gonna be writing poems, and then I get there and like. Half of them don't even really care, but they're here because it's not their cell. Mm. <laughs> I, I, and I don't blame them. Like, I never blame right. them for it, you know. I think the best was a friend of mine was, he was upper management of CDCR. And he was touring Folsom and they were showing all the, the rehab programs and one was a poetry class. And he's looking in the, the door from behind and a dude turns around and he has full clown makeup, but it's in prison tats. Wow. He just looked at him. His prison tag. He's like, it was the most terrifying moment. <laughs> he's about peed down both like Just a guy, just de- mean mugging with tattooed prison clown makeup sitting in a poetry class. Oh, <laughs> shit. To get prison tatted that much on your face. Right? Yeah, time. Damn. Hey, man, some people get committed if they have that time. <sighs> That's true. That's a look. That's, That's a, a look. look. That's, That's a choice. A, yeah, so whenever I think of prison poetry classes, I just picture prison tag clown. Oh, makeup, and like, <laughs> okay, now let's wow. talk about rhyme scheme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They did have a lot of they they did have a lot of monologue moments here in this movie. Mm-hmm. They had where well, they had one moment where he's talking to he's um, talking to um Hoppa about about what so you're here, you're part of us, you know, it's basically trying to break it down on that it's either which side you want, you're on their side, you're on our side. I mean, you you have a choice. But you're my boy, you know, you're you know my boy, Big Mike, and I'm giving you a choice and 
and also even the fact of him having a monologue with the, the lawyer, even the even when he went to the, the, the poetry class, uh, John and the other guy was actually talking about capitalism, saying that, hey, I got to do what I got to do to feed my family. If I have to go k- kill somebody, I'll go kill somebody. And it's like and then having the teeth, having Sonia actually say, see, that's the way y'all think. It's not the truth. That's a trap. And mm-hmm. so I was thinking that. This movie was trying to show the, you know, it was also trying to show the fact of a uh, uh, boys the hood moment yeah, of yeah. trying to explain that, hey, what's, what's always, what always bugs me out because you think, okay, all these movies talk about these things, but does it really ever hit the head and go, I'm not going to do that because that movie, and even though it portrayed it, it didn't happen. It's a portrayal. Yeah. You think that that might be one of the things to take in and go, okay, this is one of those movies where, It'll scare me straight. I ain't going to jail, you know, because this is this is well, this could be me. Was that? And you could tell like this movie was written by a spoken word poet because there's something really? in acting that is like, uh, what is it? It's show don't tell, and this movie does a lot of telling, not showing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you could have shown that whole process. You could have shown the process of you know the the give and take and the horrors of. Mm-hmm. being in that whole situation but they back out of it and instead they just have a bunch of monologues there about how fucked up the society is which is cool like that's a, it's a it's an artistic choice it's just it's very uh, exposition heavy yeah yeah, yeah. but i thought i thought they went a little further than a lot of movies do i mean they they stripped him down you know show yeah. me your asshole show me this you're going to this prison, you know. Yeah. I mean, beyond the fact of the, the 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 prison guard who basically gave him the monologue when he came in, and then when he left out, it's like get the fuck out of my prison, you know. Just except <laughs> for that guy, I mean, they were kind of showing some clear parts where it's like, yeah, that's true. When it comes to the prison experience, they definitely, yeah, yeah I think that, that was yeah a pretty good at representation of it. I, I think they tried- captured the sound mm. of being in prison. Mm. Right, because okay. if you've been in the the cell blocks and stuff, they they really that was one thing they did manage to capture well is is the sounds and the noise and how it that came across as probably the most realistic for me. Yeah, yeah. their sound design, whoever did that, like the start of the movie was a little bit, but <laughs> it, they whatever for whatever reason, like especially it's like that prison when he goes to prison, it's like a turning point in the production of the movie too. Because like everything scales up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they yeah. got funding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must have all the funding went I almost wonder, like, on that point with the ending at the um at the the monument, if it's kind of like a Monty Python situation where they just ran out of money and they're like, <laughs> we got to shoot something. Because wow. like that's the story with um um Monty Python. Monty Python, the Search for the Holy Grail. They had a yep. whole other ending mm-hmm. planned than the cops coming in. And like arresting them, but they ran out of money, so they shot that ending scene just as like a. Here's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I still, I mean, the Washington Monument is like the largest monument to white dick in the country. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't spit taken a long time. I appreciate you. That was a legitimate spit take. (laughs) Timing. This is recorded, folks. This is this is great. If you (laughs) gotta get a, I don't have a towel. I'll worry about it. We'll turn it into a gift. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Gift me. I've got the green background. (laughs) That's true. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, d- that could get real bad, David. <laughs> Remember, I, I just am have so many things I want to put behind you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but to have him at the base of it, like literally, you know, hands up worshiping white dick at the end of this movie <laughs> that's against the system. Bugged the shit out of me. I'm like, they could have chosen any other fucking monument in DC. Yeah, there's Why only a couple. Do- yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they're they're very spread out and hard to find. Uh, <laughs> seriously, why'd you have to have him go up and have his hands up on the gate of the? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, so, so this is one thing I caught my. Sure, I was like, we're skipping over white dick and on. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. I mean, what, we, what do you say? I mean, entitlement. Wait, wait. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to go with? <laughs> Washington DC, crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but um, one thing that caught my attention also was the fact that you know he was so basically he was selling he was selling weed. Well, he said he's selling weed, but I thought that last time he had like capsules when he first when you first see him doing when you first see him selling drugs. I thought he had capsules that he was giving to that guy, not an actual bag. I thought he was getting like capsules and stuff. So, yo, man, here you go, man. Get some capsules. Like, you just do your, do your thing. So, Maybe I, it was a cap. Or they of, just didn't really weed. research weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, you pour it out of the capsule and then you snort it. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, somebody give me drugs. We'll just sell drugs. We'll call it weed. Because I'm sure Saul Williams has never smoked weed in his entire life. No, no, no. Never. never smoked it. Yeah. Why no, would he? <laughs> He's an upstanding we citizen. We don't have a prop. Somebody, who, what what drugs do you have on you? Okay, Adderall. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, but, but even the fact, but even the fact of them playing craps on a on a laid back couch, I was like, you saw how he shot the crap and they fell on the the crease of the freaking couch. I was like, that shouldn't be called in. Like, yeah, you want money on that? No, he shouldn't. That's an off offline. <laughs> I mean, that's that's home game rules though. Sometimes like. <laughs> If it falls in the crease, you know, the game does not cease. I mean, house rules, man. House rules. <laughs> oh man. And then even the so the the fact that he got he got he got caught by the cops, but his boy got shot. Mm-hmm. And I think his I think his lawyer was saying to him first was about murder one first. Yeah, yeah. And but they, they dropped that. Yeah, real they, quick. and they dropped the plea and saying that you, you know, just to say you had possession. And he was like, and he was he was tripping, going. It's like you can get three years for you know three years, or if you go to court, they may give you fifteen. So you know how black, and then he basically went down there. You know how black people are. You know we don't get that. You know you have a choice, and he was just freaking out, going. So I have no way of defending myself. I can either cop a plea for a petty drug charge, or and then what? Fast forward past yeah, or snitch. And then fast forward back to that to his girl um, Sonia, and she was like, "Yeah, just go in and say you did it." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> he didn't he didn't do anything. He just ran because he was trying to check his man out, but they caught him." So I was like, oh, yeah. "And I love man. the part where he's like, I'm not sorry. I'm, I did it. I'm not sorry.' Yeah. There, I'm like, that I don't, I don't change understand. your guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was just trying to inform people that, yes, I sold drugs for a reason. Like, I feel like that moment could have gone just a step, like it's missing the step further of, that's a stupid law. 
Right. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the part I was missing because he's like, I'm, I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry. And it's like, cool, but you broke the law. Like, where's that extra step of like, and the law is stupid. Yeah, I shouldn't like, be it, serving ten years for this. Yeah, it could have used a little bit more exposition. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that was embellished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, think that was trying to be embellished true. and stuff. Like, I mean, with all the little paws that had her freaking out, like, <laughs> and him just walking away with the food in his hand, like, eh, man. But that that monologue she gives him. I mean, she won. Um, she won two awards for this yes. movie, yes. and she only ever won one for The Wire. So, I mean, that's true. <laughs> you know, but they they both did write this, so mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, they yeah. wrote them. They wrote themselves in well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah so with the um so right now we're gonna go into i mean it's a little fast but we're gonna go into snap judgment where we basically now rate this movie we gave it three snaps this movie's good it got all the award that's where it's made for guns up blaze of glory we gave it two snaps it was not that bad, but not that good either. You give it one snap. Oh gosh, I don't know how they, they won this movie, but it should have gone to the trash. Half snap increments. You decide, Marvin, you first. I'll give this a one and a half. It wasn't a bad movie, but again, kind of like how we were echoing what we've been saying about it earlier on, that you can pretty much find a lot of other pieces or poetry work online on button poetry right about now all these other sources you can find it and not that the movie is bad or anything like that but it's a little dated is all i'm saying okay mark i mean uh and yes uh i'm gonna get shit for this but i'm (laughs) gonna say it as it is i'm giving it 0.5 snaps 0.5. 0.5. Ooh. That's it's, a look. it's not it's not uh, and I'll I'll tell you why. Okay. It, I love Saul Williams. I love Taylor Molly. I love the poets who are in this. Mm-hmm. The plot was so cookie cutter and it didn't end. And the acting was definitely bad with the exception of Sonia. <laughs> and like the cinematography was all over the place and nothing really connected. <laughs> to each other it just kind of was like a series of happenings like i wouldn't watch it again wow (laughs) but um i respect it for the time frame that it was and for the effort of uh being a piece of art like i'm not trying to disrespect the art of it i'm just saying like as a film purely yeah (laughs) auntie vice i'll fall in between and go a one um I mean, they had some good poetry pieces. There were yeah. moments in it I liked. Um, there were moments in it I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm with and yes, I wouldn't watch it again. Um, cool, I've seen it. Great. Uh, but yeah, no great shakes. Yeah, it wasn't even like like I watched it and I was like, I could have gone without watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. So, so you could have saw the highlights. I could have seen the poems that the poets did in the movie. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well, I'm going to mess all y'all up, man. I give it a two. Now, the reason why I give it a two is because I look at it as 
for the time it was, mm. this was a sign for them to bring out. It's just like Breaking and other movies like Dead End Society. It was a movie to bring out slam poetry. Mm. And every time you get told about slam poetry, this is one of the movies that people say, hey, you should see slam. So I give it a two for whatever. Yes, it is dated. Yes, poet um, button poetry has basically taken the formula and went up a notch with it. But this is basically the heart or the start of slam poetry being in the in the genre, just like breaking was with breakdancing. Even though it was, yeah, I can I can bring it to Auntie Vice. She looked at it and thought it was the most corniest, bad <laughs> acting movie in the world of these I guys. I don't know why you love Breaking, but he does. <laughs> Nostalgia. Nostalgia. You either you, get Breaking or you don't. I mean, like, and plus, that's what I found with people. Ozone died. Rest in peace to Ozone. Mm. Freaking A. COVID got him. No. No. But anywho... We got here two. I have I'm still looking at you. You're but you're my first person that ever gave it a point five. Yeah, that's I, actually the lowest score. <laughs> I gotta give it what it is. Marvin, Marvin, you you gave one show lower. Okay, we're not gonna I was trying to avoid that. I was trying to avoid <laughs> what, what did you give lower? I gotta know. Mulan. Mulan. <laughs> oh the the remake? Yes. yes. I can't blame you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. Keep validating me. Like people, if you keep put, validating my hit rage. <laughs> if you if you put a gun to my head and, and said watch Slam or watch Mulan, I would prefer you shoot me. Okay, I'm okay with that choice. Neither. Oh, that's, that's just a bullshit hot take. Neither? I would rather watch Slam. I'm just kidding. Thank you. I don't care. Either way, just keep validating my hatred. And yes, I'm sticking with this for Mulan and everything that it stands for. Yeah. Wow. I, I will say Mulan at least has an ending. <laughs> we're not getting it's into this. Not we're not getting into this. Dick. I, I, we're not getting into this. <laughs> oh, snap. Ron had to sit there for two hours r- listening to me rant. We're not getting into this. <laughs> okay, how long How long was Mulan? I can't remember what was the runtime. It, it, like, it was two hours. Two hours long, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's justified then. Because at least this was an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that was 100 minutes. Yeah. This was 100 minutes pure of <laughs> what that is. with commercials. It's just like, yeah, this is 100 yeah. minutes. We're about to go and count every episode where I have mentioned how much I've hated Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get Sharon, a call from Disney and they're going to Sharon, be like, I swear I was trying to be on my best behavior, but on no. Vice. <laughs> I, I was, I was, when he said, it, I was like, there you go. Let, let, the, let the rant begin. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I've definitely got to give it a, a 0.5. Like, I feel you on on the score of two. I, you know, the way you saw it is the way you saw it. The legacy of it, yes, a plus. Like, oh, yeah, what, definitely being a plus. But like, uh, purely from a film aspect, I couldn't. <laughs> I but couldn't. we also can see this as this is this was actually the kickstart, one of the kickstarts yeah. to Saul's career. Yeah, I mean, no, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah, I said, like I respect the legacy of it. I respect the the artistry behind it. I love me some Saul Williams, but mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I am, definitely. I am like, so... like I love, I love Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. I am not a fan of Time Out. <laughs> Time Out. Yeah, <laughs> he works. He works. Last time I checked, he worked at a um at a uh, not a shoe store. He worked at a like a um Bullards or something, a Dillers. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, a salesman working at Dillers and stuff. Oh man, uh, it's so hard to go. So, uh. but anyway, <laughs> sometimes those royalty checks just don't pay enough. <laughs> Amen. Five, my books. <laughs> five out of twelve snaps. Half a snap. Not, it's not even the. It's not even the whole full. It's just like it's just. It's one you thing know, Austin Vice is right. It, it's this. It's just right. like at least. Uh, at least he didn't give it a zero. At least he didn't give it a zero. I, I, I know, debated it. I debated it, but I was like, you know what? I can't. I can't disrespect a movie like that because they did make. A film. It is. Yes. Oh no, film. no, and I agree with you. It's a very respectable <laughs> film. It laid down the foundations to a lot of things that is now what we love about our own respective scene. Yeah, but yeah. but did it? I mean, it, it didn't really show an actual competition. <laughs> it showed a freaking showcase of a poetry slam. But well, that, no, had it's mic night. I, that was more akin to like just an open mic night. That's what yeah, it, it was like. A mic but, night. And they also had the scoring. Yeah, yeah that was the weird part. Is that scoring yeah. was weird. Yeah, they definitely it was. like threw him into the slam out of nowhere at the end, and then he didn't stay. <laughs> but, but it wasn't really a slam. It was like, like for yeah. it, was, it had to be for the drama. Come on, it was, it was like going to Luna's. I mean, come on, it was yeah. not the slam. Yeah, this movie, uh, you, Marvin, you're bringing up an interesting uh, <laughs> topic. There was no drama in this, despite the fact that mm -hmm. there should have been a lot of drama in this because yeah. You've got, the gang that wanted to sh that shot his friend and they could have had any tension there that quickly got diffused just by one conversation. And then you had the slam, which is his big, like coming out, which he does a poem and then leaves and goes to the little Washington monument. <laughs> well, and for people who are writing this, who believe in the power of language to transform. No. Yeah. They they really didn't use the power of language to write a film. Like <laughs> no, they didn't. But also, I mean, this is this is like Saul's first film. Mm -hmm. Anything that's a first is going to be messy, especially when it's an independently produced work. There's no film company behind it. It feels like they just kind of went, "I want to make a thing," and they made a damn thing, which is respectable as hell. My point five snap. My my, this doesn't <laughs> reflect doesn't reflect that at all. Like that is right. three snaps for going out and just doing the damn thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the film itself is is a half snap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're still judging those like zoom in and zoom out like three times in one scene of someone's lips. Yeah, like if I had to watch that or Love Jones, I would watch Love Jones. Well, yeah. Well, we we we, we they will see it. And I and didn't like Love Jones. <laughs> they will see it in the time being when I bring it up. We will see Love Jones. Yeah. Just like a, but five out of 12 people, that's what we give it. Five out of 12 snaps. Like we're saying, it's not bad, but ain't that good either. <laughs> I'm saying all it, love. it is the breaking of slam poetry. Ooh. Scary part to say that. That kind of hurts now. I say it. And I actually love breaking and number two of Electric Boogaloo. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with liking Breaking or Breaking I, I Two. I can't. I can't show her. I can't show Auntie Vice Breaking Two. Oh no, I did show her Break Breaking Two. Electric Boogaloo. She looked at it and go, "What the heck is this movie?" <laughs> I'll put it this way: there are millions of people who love the Broadway musical Cats. The Broadway oh, musical Cats is fucking awful. It is. <laughs> no, but no. there's an audience for anything. No, you don't tell that to my daughter. She will jump you. 
Oh, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Millions of devoted but, fans to cats. But, <laughs> but she saw the movie. I took her to see the movie. I have never seen a critic go off. My daughter okay. came out and was okay. like, heck no. Yeah. Heck no. Okay. I thought you really? liked it. Oh, my She's daughter. Guest starring. She's guest starring, and I need to hear this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What I've, Look, I've you, you can handle anything. You listen to me bitch about Mulan hardcore. <laughs> okay. What I have proposed with cats <laughs> is that I, I've heard the reviews of the movie. Um, but you haven't seen it and yet. I, I think Sharon and I, and then you guys, if you want, should join us in eating edibles, <laughs> waiting for them to kick in, and then watching cats to do a review. Because then I think it would be hilarious. I'm, but it has to I'm be super really for that. fucking high. I'm super for that because I'm interested in seeing a movie where Idris Elba cannot even save it. <laughs> he couldn't. Honestly, I would sooner watch a laser light show while high. I think that'd be a better <laughs> well, use that's of what they designed for the cats. Where they just, I think the fact that they don't have buttholes on the cats alone when you're high. Yeah, that, I could see that really being a focal point. Maggie Dench as a cat when I'm high. Is gonna be really fun, <laughs> and even more fun is Sharon High. Period. <laughs> this is a man who went on a twenty-minute rant about "fuck you, Phil Collins" when he was high. Wow. I mean, like, yes, I agree, but like, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a dedication to weed to get that that much anger to "fuck you, Phil Just Collins." Come on, his songs really. <laughs> song choices and this is the, just the name Susu Studio what the <laughs> heck is that <laughs> it's not even it's not the even man did a lot of cocaine it's not studio the man did a lot of cocaine I heard they tried, I, heard, I heard they tried to do a Genesis reunion they had a rolling man with a freaking wheelchair <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I know he did the drums, but come on now. You got to go. You got to go. Like Bruce Springsteen is still going strong, at least. Well, he's, well yeah, but he's the boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You should wrap <sighs> this up and then I'll rat out your uh, Deadpool picks for the year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just want to let everyone know. <laughs> You should have. No, I got to cut that out. Crap. Okay. <laughs> They'll never see this. I was about to say, we're totally going to put this online. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to say thank you to Agnes for being here and reviewing this movie for us. I like to thank my. Uh, Agnes, would you like to give out your social media so they can find you Why, yes, on I the would. internet? Uh, you can find me. And yes, poetry that is A N D Y E S poetry on YouTube, where I'm doing a 52 week series of weekly poetry videos. I am at week 23 coming up this week, uh, as of this recording. And yeah, it's been a hell of a hell of a program. Um, starting on, Derby. <laughs> starting on August 10th. Um, and you could also catch me at NDS Poetry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, which I'm restarting my account there. So, Ooh. okay, Marvin. Yeah, you can find me at Starvin Marvin09 on Instagram. On device. 
find me at Auntie Vice, and that's Auntie with you, Vice on most social media. And this month, you can find me every night at 6 p.m. through Wicked Grounds teaching 30 days of kinky self-discovery. So come join me for a class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find Iambic on Iambic Zine. That is I-A-M-B-I-C-Z-I-N-E. We are on all social media, including we are on social media of iamxzine.com. Check all our social media and also our streaming services. We're on everything. If you know it, we're on it. Thank you to and yes for being on the show. Go Thank see you. Slam. It's 5 out of 12. You may not like the movie to the point, but you can see it on Tubi for free. It's okay. <laughs> Do it. It's, a lot, it's okay. It's a lot more respectable than the one, at least. Yeah. There you have it. That should be the tagline for the movie. <laughs> We're out of here.